Life Audio. Hey there, welcome to the Homeschooling Families Podcast. I'm Leslie Nunnery, and I am so glad you're here. I first met today's guest last fall when we recorded another episode, and I knew immediately that we'd need to get together as soon. Beverly Jacobson has so much to share from her years of experience as an Air Force wife and homeschooling mother of nine. Plus, I'm really excited to let you know that Beverly will be joining us as a speaker in Round Rock, Texas in March. So I hope you'll make your plans to join us there. Today, we're going to dive into accomplishing your mission for the long haul when you have a lot of kids to factor in. You don't want to miss a moment, so stay tuned. Beverly, welcome back to the podcast. I'm so glad that you're here with us today. Thank you. It is truly an honor to be here. I'm so thankful we were able to get connected last fall and and who knows what's to come. Well, exactly. And I am really, really excited to meet you face to face in Round Rock. You know, we believe so deeply in getting believers together at events like that. We just that the way that it strengthens families and it encourages hearts is it's impossible to bottle. You can't just it's you true. have to experience to understand it. But tell us what you're going to be talking about there and, you know, maybe some of the things that you're excited to share just kind of as a teaser before we dive into the podcast today. Sure. I am so excited. I feel like after our last conversation, we really dug into our family's story of struggle and homeschooling through a season of crisis in our lives. And after that, I found myself, you know, I, I've shared our story quite a bit, but the Lord took me on a personal Bible study of two verses that I've studied before, but Colossians 2, 6, and 7. So then just as you have received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. And I started on this deep dive and just started sharing it with the mamas in our homeschool support group and in my network. And I just felt the Lord impressing on my heart. You know, a lot of people pick a word or a phrase for the year and be rooted just seemed to be impressed on me. And just the idea that we have to be rooted in our own relationship with Jesus as homeschool mamas. And then in our marriage, our marriages need to be rooted in the Lord our families. And then, of course, that's going to spill over into our homeschool and thinking about what is it that has kept us going for close to two decades now. It's kind of hard to believe I've been homeschooled. That sounds so weird, doesn't it? When that comes (laughs) out of your mouth, like, I couldn't possibly be that old. (laughs) Right. I mean, it is. I am. I'm I'm embracing the call to be a grandma now. My oldest is married with a little girl. And I just love this. I see her heart for her family. And she's talking, you know, in a few years of homeschooling as well, which is such a joy. But I think what a blessing and what grace the Lord has poured out on us, because I, I never could have seen myself doing this all through high school. I just kind of thought I was equipped maybe to teach in the early years. I could teach maybe English. That's my, my passion and my, my, you know, my training in college. But uh, I thought, you know, by the time they're teenagers, we'll all probably send them to a private school or something. And the Lord turned my heart towards homeschooling for the long haul. And again, I I didn't feel equipped. I still don't feel equipped. (laughs) But I am really finding myself in that season of life where the Lord has given me opportunities to 
pour out into younger moms, those who are just starting the journey, and really encourage them to think through, why are you doing this? And go back yeah. to that calling, because it is a calling, right? I I think as as Christians, first and foremost, we are to disciple our children, but right. then we feel our call to do that through homeschooling. And, you know, that's a lifelong commitment. It's not going to end once they get, you know, their diploma, whether it's printed from our our printer at home or a little more official, it is, it's a lifelong journey. Oh, absolutely. And the way that you positioned all of that, that you were just saying really reinforces why I was so excited to have you back on because we are passionate about helping homeschoolers, helping Christian families understand that their primary call is to parent and disciple their children well, teach them to know yes. God, love him, love other people, serve him. Yes. And then home education provides an amazing tool to do that. That's what heart schooling, as we call it, is all yes. about. So I'm, I'm very excited to dive in and talk about some of these concepts that you actually just brought up. And we were talking before the podcast started about how, as I was praying this morning, I started praying that, first of all, that the Lord would allow me to finish this leg of my journey well. I've got one getting married, three, you know, that are already out of high school. They're launching in various stages. You know, I am, I am kind of transitioning and I want to finish this stage well. But also because things are a little bit more intense now with adults that I'm shepherding. Yes. Just making sure that I am fulfilling my mission to those individual kids, to the individual young people that God has given me. And so I really wanted to talk to you today about that mission and how we can apply it, not just today, but for the long haul, but with our individual children in mind. You know, it's it's not just a blanket thing. This is, I have right. a mission to go for the heart of Camden and Peyton and Lizzie Gray and Lila. And how does that look? How do you as a mom of nine accomplish that mission with the individuals in mind? Yes. Lots of prayer. <laughs> First oh, and foremost, man. I think being on my knees and just crying out to the Lord, you know, we, they are individuals. And I, I know as a young mom, people told me what works with one child will not work with another, whether it's, you know, general parenting or discipline or, you know, helping them with, with certain skills. But it is so important to view them as uniquely created in the image of God, but he created them for his own purposes. Uh-huh. And I, and he uses the, that as well in our, in the mama life, right? To shape us to to change us. I had one vision of what homeschooling was going to look like with my children when they were young and more or less compliant because mama could control them, right? And then as they grow older and, you know, into the teen years, really exploring who they are, questioning what does the Lord want me to do, or perhaps going through a season where they're not necessarily seeking the Lord first. It might be a lip service. It may not be in their heart. And that's where it's so, so important to remember our roots, to remember right. the word of the Lord, the call of the Lord, and have that be our foundation for our homeschool journey. Because otherwise we're getting caught up in, you know, my my child is not doing this particular work the way I want him or her to do it mm-hmm. or the way it should be done. And there is a little bit of a drive towards I, I I want my children to succeed. I want them to be diligent. 
and and show excellence in their their work. Right. I mean, that's biblical as well. It's not, and there's character involved there. There are there are exactly. legitimate things that are involved in that. Yes. in that desire. And there's that tension because we do know we feel called to excellence because we represent the Lord Jesus Christ. Right. You know, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. And yet <laughs> his priorities may not be what what we may be pushing. So I think the recognition that if we're running into what feels like a roadblock, praying and asking the Holy Spirit, okay, you know, is this a road roadblock of our own making? Or is this maybe you're closing the door or showing us that we need to have a different path for this particular child as a perhaps not super serious uh, example, but still one that a lot of mamas, you know, encounter. My first three children learned to read very quickly, very early. And we are a reading family. We love to read together and learn together and pile on the couch. And I've I have so many fond memories of nursing babies with, you know, older Absolutely, siblings surrounding yeah. me. And it's just such a precious time. I wouldn't trade it for anything. But there's always that excitement when there's one more getting ready to read. And then he or she can launch into, you know, the old, their own reading adventure. And that's so exciting. But my fourth one just was not getting it. And I, I used the program that worked for the other three. And it wasn't working. And so then we set it aside for a little bit. A few months passed. We tried it again. It wasn't working. <laughs> and I found that I was getting really frustrated with myself, but also with this child and with the process and thinking, right. you know, is something wrong with with me or with her or what what's going on? But long story short, it, it was weeks before her seventh birthday, before it really clicked. And we did use a different program, but I don't necessarily think it's the program. I think it was just that she wasn't ready. And that whole experience taught me, you know, again, you have to do what that particular child needs in that particular season. And what she needed was for her mama to not push her. She's very independent, uh, which was also challenging in the early years. But now she is a beautiful young lady, a teenager who, you know, she still reads maybe not as voraciously as her siblings, but she reads well. She loves well. She is such a helper with me at this season because she's the oldest of the five that I'm homeschooling here at the house that we have launched. So that was just a little, like I said, maybe not super important, but a lesson I needed to learn before we got to the more important aspects of character and, you know, what I would perceive as failure not necessarily. It's just different for each child. Right. And you make a really good point that, first of all, what works for one won't necessarily work for others. Timelines are not going to look the same. But the way that you overcome that, and even, you know, with personality, all of us have those kids that we just really don't fully understand. You know, it's just, <laughs> True. They're, they're a mystery because God created them so different <laughs> than he did you. Yes. And with all of those, as moms, especially as as moms on mission, knowing that going for the hearts of our children, that strengthening those relationships, because those relationships are going to give us the platform to help them be excellent in academics, as well as to go for their hearts. But all of that insight is gained on your knees, just asking God to direct you and then standing in awe as he fills your your mouth with words. 
that you know couldn't come from you yes. or ideas <laughs> that you're like, wow, Father, that is a direct answer to prayer. And yes. so often I'm afraid that we miss those the way that that God is guiding us because we're so in the weeds that we miss the fact that he is an individual God, that he loves our children individually and that he will give us the wisdom to shepherd their hearts as individuals. So I want to talk about that in just a minute when we get back on the other side of this break. But first, we have to take a really quick break. All right. So before the break, we were talking about how God gives us such great insight into the hearts of our individual children as we are seeking him for it. And it could show up in how to help a little seven-year-old learn to read or six-year-old learn to read. Mm -hmm. It can show up when you are helping a teenager navigate emotions. It's It shows up every step of the way. And it is an amazing personal thing about our God. So I want to get back on that track as we're talking about, you know, we've laid out what our mission is. Our mission is to disciple and parent our children. Homeschooling is a great tool for that. So how have you seen God through your seeking his face day in and day out, give you insight into how to reach individual children? And really, what have been some strategies maybe that you and your husband have have adopted to give you the specific time with those kiddos to be able to do that? Yeah, I think it is so, I'm so thankful for God's grace and, and in our particular family situation that I, you know, my older really three or four kids, their journey has been much different than the next set. And and we have nine, but our very youngest is has significant needs. So I, I will never homeschool her the way, yeah. you know, we talk about homeschooling. So I, I kind of think of my kids in two sets of four and the older ones, they had a much different experience. Their, their circumstances were so different than the younger four. So military life, lots of transition, lots of saying goodbye to, to friends and, and not fully understanding that. Also welcoming new babies coming into the family, going through seasons where, you know, mama was sad and, and they didn't fully understand, you know, that we had a couple of babies in heaven. So there is personal grief to navigate as well. So our older four really trying to get that individual time with them looked very different than it does now. Now I'm in a season where I'm finished having babies and my youngest that I'm actively schooling is seven, seven and a half years old now. So I don't have little ones that I'm nursing or toddlers that I'm chasing down, you know, oh, it's a little quiet in the kitchen. Let me go see what's going on. You know, <laughs> um, it is very different now and I'm, I'm thankful for it because I do have the time that they have an, a block of time with mama every morning. We call it language arts, but it's really a catch-all and it, it becomes that time. Okay. Are you struggling with this? Let's go over this or a time for, you know, sometimes I have had some amazingly wonderful spiritual conversations with my kids. They, they cherish that it, it's only half an hour, but the Lord has multiplied that one-on-one -on -one time. Yes. I don't necessarily feel that I was able to intentionally get with the older ones on a daily basis just because of, of what felt like chaos. So I think as I think back, because, you know, I think other moms can identify with this too. Sometimes you feel like you could live in 
regret. You know, I wish I could have done this or I should have done that or wow, we really messed up here. You know, my husband and I could could wallow in that. And there are difficult things, you know, that and I I want to be sensitive because some of that is not my story. It's my children's story, you know. But what I can say is that when I was carrying Verity and I was struggling through that pregnancy with her diagnosis and wondering if we would bury her or bring her home. And and both of those options seemed hard because caring for a child yeah. with significant needs affects the whole family. And right. I had teenagers at that time, you know, that's such a critical time in, in their lives. And looking back, gosh, I wish I could change some things. I wish that I had had the awareness of their needs in a more profound way. I mean, I was vaguely aware that they had needs, but I was drowning myself in in grief and anxiety. And so what I have to say, (laughs) looking back on the mama I was, you know, six, seven years ago during that season, and then then following as as we adjusted and, and transitioned with our family life, is that God's grace is sufficient. And I had nothing to give. You know what? That was not a surprise to our Lord. He knew right. that I was going to be empty and I, I needed to be filled. And his grace was there for my kids when I couldn't be. And it was a reminder that ultimately, now I can't remember the verse, it's in Isaiah, but you know, the Lord will be the teacher. It is the Lord who will teach right. your children and bring peace to their hearts. And I think I needed that time to let, to more fully let go. I was learning by that point, I was not in control. <laughs> Uh, because the Lord had sent us more children than we had planned. And, you know, yeah, there's, there comes a point where, <laughs> you know, clean bathrooms are just <laughs> maybe a pipe dream. <laughs> but you yeah, let you go. This is a luxury. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we talk about as homeschoolers, you know, the, the gaps in education, you know, academic gaps. If And if you move around to even from school to school, there may be gaps and Earlier in our homeschool journey, the Lord had shown me it's not it's not just gaps, honey. It's chasms. We have chasms <laughs> that we cannot fill in our human strength. We can't fill it. And e- you know what? Even if we had a perfect world, perfect circumstances, everything just the way we envision it should be when we're homeschooled mamas, we're still going to have gaps and chasms. And so a prayer that the Lord gave me years ago before we knew how things were going to happen with our family was, all right, Lord, I need you to cover the chasms with your grace because I I fully recognize that I can't do it and I don't believe you expect me to do it because you created me human. You created us with limitations. He gave us the, you know, remember the Sabbath day. That's a reminder of our limitations, our dependence on God. Yeah. And so I think with the the earlier ones, in the earlier years, I think it was catch as catch can. And something I learned from one of my mentors was you take the moments, you, you know, maybe you're diapering a toddler and you take that moment to sing, you know, right. Jesus loves you. Mommy loves you. Just putting those little bits of truth into their hearts as you can. It doesn't have to be a half hour one on one with mom. I feel that right. that's a luxury right now that I'm oh, yeah. able to do yeah. that because, you know, we're in that season, but wow. God magnifies those moments with our children, even if it's just a couple bits and we're just sprinkling truth in them day in and day out. And he is so, so good. And 
You know, one of the things as you were talking that I just kept thinking about was how the Lord stretches our faith as parents through each stage of life, through each walk with our kids. And it could be because our kids are kind of pulling on that foundation that we've given them. They're, they're, they're questioning, they're, they're tugging, whatever that is. That's, that really stretches our faith. We fall on our faces, but it also can be like you noted. Those days when you just don't feel like there's nearly enough of you to go around and you see the mm-hmm. needs and you see the hearts and you want so desperately to be able to reach them all. And yes. you have to trust that just as God took the, the two loaves or the, the two fishes and the loaves and, and he multiplied that so magnificently, he is able to take our simple offering and what yes. we have to give. When we give it to him, thank him for the moments that we have. Thank you, God, that I had that time while I was diapering. And, you know, she just happened to walk up and we were able to have this little two minute conversation. Thank you for that moment. So as we are kind of focused on our mission, we are so much more likely to trust God with those moments because we're already that's where our mindset is already. And so he can fill those chasms, which I love. I wrote that down. He covers the chasm with his grace. Yes. As we are walking just naturally. That's the beauty of a heart schooling or a teach them diligently mindset is you allow God to work in the everyday, those in-between moments that are so, so profoundly powerful. Yes. And it goes back to our own relationship with Jesus, right? If we're not rooted ourselves, if we are not having that time in the word and it in prayer daily. And I, I think too, you know, just another word of encouragement for busy mamas is I, I have always felt like I'm not as prayerful as I want to be because in my mind, I just have this picture of, you know, on my knees and yes, there, I don't know. There's just this, this mentality of what it looks like to be a faithful prayer warrior, to be a, a mama who prays and intercedes for her children. But, you know, I have found such power. I, I have in, in my Bible, one of my bookmarks is this really beaten up, you know, yes. praying biblical virtues for your kids. And it's 31 days. And I don't always, you know, it's not that I've done this for 20 years every day. No, <laughs> but when I do look at it, it's one or two sentences and it's scripture based. Right. And even if that's what we have, we have a moment we praying is an ongoing conversation with our heavenly father. And I know that there've been so many times that I've just, you know, you just kind of stand and throw up your hands and say, oh, Lord, I need you. I need you right yeah. now. And I, I think of Susanna Wesley with 19 kids and, and she would throw her apron over I her head. That all the, especially when the kids were little, I had yes. that in my head so many times. You're like, I feel you, honey. Yes. I, it's I like, no wonder, because she needed yes. a moment of peace. Exactly. <laughs> and we're in here. I'm hurry for, for just a minute. <laughs> we don't have nearly as many kids running around as she had. And and wow, you know, what what a, a powerful influence she had on her children. And then, of course, impacting the world from there. And uh, so I t- that was one of my favorite stories, too, as a, a young mama. Is like, okay, I don't have to, you know, get up at 4 a.m. and have it, you know, two-hour time of, reading the Bible and studying a pray It's in those moments and yeah. there will be seasons. And I'm so grateful that I'm in a season where my husband and I can have a good 45 minutes together every morning to pray for our family, to pray 
you know, for our marriage and each other and really dig into the word. But wow, there have been so many years where it was just, you know, he's doing his thing. I'm doing mine. And we have a quick prayer before he leaves for, for work or, or maybe we don't, maybe we pray before bed, but you take advantage. And I think what I was uh, thinking earlier as you were talking about, you know, thank you that I had this moment, Dibery, you know, that's kind of funny to even think about, but you know, what we're pouring into ourselves is what the Lord pours out. It just if we're not feeding, yeah, if we're not feeding truth to ourselves, if we're constantly berating ourselves, we're not, that's not truth. You know, that's Satan giving us guilt or regret or, you know, coulda, shoulda, woulda kind of things. But if we are filling our hearts and minds with what God says about us and about our calling, that will overflow that, that word overflowing with thankfulness um, in, in the Colossians scripture that I referenced earlier, I, I think it's so important to make sure that we're filling ourselves up and being rooted ourselves because how, how else will our children be rooted? You know, if they don't have that pouring into them from mom and dad. Oh, I totally agree. And, and actually I wanted to double back to your noting about how you pray for your, for your children and how you have through the years. I actually have talked a lot about that and I'm going to link in the show notes. I have a 30, I think it's a 35 day email series where I just send you a verse and then a paragraph of how that can direct your engagement with your kids during that day. Yes. Super fast, super short, but it's unbelievably impactful to just fix your minds on something that you want to see in your kids. And then, you know, I'll even give you ideas on how that can look to, you know, yes. baby step your way through it. But it, it will also serve as a great reminder to you because what I've found as I've prayed scripture for my children through the years is that God did a mighty work in my heart because I cannot pray something for them that I do not have because yes. I cannot <laughs> impart that. And so yes. God used those prayers to convict me and then to use or to allow me to leverage what he was teaching me on their behalf time after time after time. And again, yes. that doesn't happen in a classroom setting per se. That happens as you're driving down the road and you're just yep. sharing or you're sitting at the yep. dinner table and you're just chatting or, you know, you're changing a diaper and you get that moment. These are just taking advantage of those in-between moments and intentionally remembering your mission with each individual child as they come yes. along and asking God to give you a vision for those kiddos day in and day yes. out. And his, again, when I look at his plan for family and how he orchestrates all of this and has set it up, I stand in awe. Amen. Amen. I I'm, I love that you have that prayer series. It reminds me, I think it was about a little over a year ago, my college age son was struggling. It was the middle of, of that semester. It was just, you know, cold, gloomy time. And and he yeah. was just struggling. And I, I happened to reach out, happened, you know, the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I know they're busy. It's so, you know, as a mama, you have to just trust that they'll contact you or, and you keep reaching out, even if yeah. they are too busy to text you back. But I happened to to reach out and, and you know, ask him a probing question that I think it's important for moms and dads to do. And he shared, mama, I'm struggling. Honestly, yeah. I'm struggling. And so I, you know, I was heavy hearted. He's on the other side of the country. He's, he's at a wonderful Christian. He's at Patrick Henry College. And I'm very grateful for, for what the Lord has done in his life. But I just, I was burdened for him. And, and I know the Lord gave me that specific burden. And so I came back to him, you know, maybe another day later. And I said, Hey, I, I have kind of a crazy idea, but I want to run it by you. I said, if I, you know, send you 
a scripture reference that I am specifically praying for you and, and pray that scripture for you. Will you take time to read it that day, you know, and receive the prayer and just ask the Lord to, to work in your life? And he said, sure, mom, I'll do that. And so what I ended up doing, I, I decided I was committing to it for 30 days. And I, I even made a Google Doc because I wanted to really pray through the scriptures yeah. that I had for him. And I would take the scripture and I'd read it and I'd pray it. And I actually typed it out. And then I would voice to text and read that so he could yeah. receive the exact prayer that Mama had for him with the scripture involved. Because I know at college, you're busy. But I also have always encouraged our kids to have their own time with the Lord. And, and we try right. to talk about that every day. You know, what was your time with Jesus today? And well, anyways, it, I, I will say towards the end, I, you know, I ended up missing a couple of days and haven't, so the 30 days may have taken, you know, 40 or whatever, but yeah. he knew his mom was praying for him. And that's yeah. something that I felt was the most powerful thing I could do from, you know, Virginia to Colorado. There's only so much a mom can do from a distance, yeah. but. That was the best. That was the most important thing that I could do. And what a blessing and an honor for me because I've, you know, he's been released from our homeschool for a couple of years now, several years now, but to be able to still speak into his life and invite that, that opportunity, you know, for him to get in the word. But like you said, it doesn't have to be super long. We can just take a, a verse and speak it over when I'm doing my personal Bible study. I love going through my, my Bible over and over because I find even this morning, I was uh, in in the Psalms, and I saw that I had written, you know, Lord, please don't let me bustle about in vain, because that was that was a, a verse that I had read, and, and I prayed, Oh Lord, I pray for my children. This, and I I mark prayers in the Word that I pray on that day with the little date, just to remind me that oh, that was a season of life that you know this was a concern on my heart, and so I think um, that interacting with the Word is how it's going to happen on a daily basis with our kids. Absolutely. And listening to that still small voice that gives you that idea to send your son texts every day with verses that you're praying for. God directs us just a lot of times by implanting just a thought, by just kind of that that Holy Spirit whisper that directs our steps. It's a direct answer to prayer, and we need to be so grateful for that and not miss it. But we need to be sure that we listen and act on those things. Because as I look back in my rearview mirror, and I imagine you would attest to the same, those ideas that just kind of were, oh, let's just try this. So many of them have been the single most impactful things that we could have ever done. And I had no idea that this tiny little thing would be so such a big deal as my kids got older. So just listen to the Lord. And you're on your knees before him. And if the Lord gives you that nudge, like I, I realize now that it sounds like, wow, a 30 day commitment that or, you know, your series, like that's a commitment. But you know what? He multiplies our time yeah. in ways that we can't understand. If if he puts that on your heart and he he knows that that's what your child needs or that's what your relationship needs, he is going to give you the time, the creativity and the energy to get it all done. I've started praying you know, for God's creativity, because he is amazing. And in the way that we can share a message or the time that we can share the message, he'll give us the tools that we need to carry out that inspiration that he's given us for that unique child in that unique season. 
Amen, amen, amen. Well, Beverly, we are out of time today. But before we go, I want you to to let us know where we can catch you before you come to Round Rock. Everybody needs to come to Round Rock and meet you there. You can go to teachthemdiligently.net slash events and get your ticket. But yes. where where can we follow you and get you know connected with you in the meantime? Yeah, my website is beverlyjacobson.com. And I do have a private support group uh, for homeschool mamas. We call it Homeschooling for the Long Haul. It's on Facebook, but it is uh, linked as well on my website. And I even, if, if the Be Rooted idea appeals to people, if they want to dig into those verses a little bit more, I just loved doing the word studies there and, and diving deeper. So there's even a little seven-day series that you can access from my website. It's just quick little emails. And there's even a, how can we incorporate this concept in our homeschool today. So just a week if you want to hear from me a little bit, but I would love to meet and connect with folks. I'm so excited. I have not had a chance to go to a homeschool conference in a long time uh, since I was on the the early side of things and just taking as much in as I could. It's just so amazing. Like you said, there's nothing like being in person with other believers who are passionate about the Lord and instilling that into the next generation. So I hope that I can meet some other folks and it'll be great to meet you in person and get to know others who are on this journey as well yes amen i'm very very excited so thank you so much for joining us today beverly to the rest of you thank you for spending this time with us i am confident that it has been an encouragement to you a lot of good stuff was shared as as beverly recounted both really some things she struggled with but also many many ways that you that the lord has taught her through the years So hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and I look forward to talking to you again real soon. Thank you for joining me today. It's my prayer that every episode of the Homeschooling Families podcast helps to strengthen your family by giving you biblical and practical ways to raise your children and educate them well. We'd love to engage with you more. So check out teachthemdiligently.net to find out about the resources and experiences we offer Christian homeschooling families like yours all year long. I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and a whole lot more. Mm -hmm.